The Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, from the fourth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is from St. Matthew, chapter 4, verses 12 through 25, and can be found on page 1500 in your pew Bible. Matthew records, When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And from that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. And as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come and follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and they followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. And they were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. And Jesus called them. And immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. And news about him spread all over Syria, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain and demon-possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea and the region across the Jordan followed him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In uh, last week's gospel, we read that John the Baptist referred to our Lord Jesus Christ as the Oh, you forgot already. I got in big trouble for that. My wife said, you have to make everybody repeat that over and over again. It was the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. 
And we studied the incredible sermon that is found in that little sentence, that simple sentence. And of course, there were many who heard that sermon from John the Baptist. Last week's gospel tells us especially of two men who heard John's proclamation. And we know that the Holy Spirit worked through that proclamation and he brought those men to Jesus. One of the men was Andrew. You see, he heard that epiphany from John and then he shared it with his brother Simon Peter. And we can deduce that the other man who heard the epiphany from John the Baptist was indeed John the Evangelist. And we can make this deduction based on the fact that John the Evangelist never mentions his own name in his account of the gospel. And from last week's gospel, it is reasonable to conclude that Andrew and his brother Peter, as well as John and his brother James, well, they became disciples of Jesus at that time. Now, a disciple has two basic characteristics. The first one is that a disciple is a student of a master. That is, someone who is intent to learn all that his master has to teach him. And then the second part of a disciple is that a disciple is a follower. That's somebody who believes and supports the teaching of his master. And Andrew, Peter, John, and James were already disciples, disciples of Jesus, when we begin reading Matthew's account of their calling. It wasn't that they were just working and some guy came up and said, hey, follow me, and they got up and followed. They knew him. They had heard him. They were disciples of him. And John the Baptist had introduced them to Jesus, and they were his disciples from that moment on. Jesus. Jesus had set up a ministry, and his headquarters was in their hometown of Capernaum, and so that they could listen to him teach on a regular basis. And they knew who Jesus was. And Jesus set up his ministry in Capernaum after several, several rejections. Today's gospel tells us that John the Baptist at this point was in jail. And this was a rejection of the message of repentance that John had brought. And the forgiveness of sins in Judea. Total rejection. And Luke tells us that the people of Jesus' hometown in Nazareth, they'd also rejected the message of repentance and forgiveness of sins. In fact, they even tried to throw Jesus over a cliff and stone him. And we read that in Luke 4, verses 16 through 30. Now, after these rejections, Jesus moved his ministry headquarters to Capernaum near the Sea of Galilee. And here we see the marvelous plan of God in action. That is, Jesus has his ministry headquarters in Capernaum, and Andrew, Peter, John, and James have their fishing businesses in Capernaum. And Jesus had a special vocation for these men, and, and he knew exactly where to find them. 
and that his walk along the sea might seem like a coincidence, but it was not. Jesus called these men to another vocation. They were already disciples, but Jesus would train them and then call them to be apostles. Now, the word apostle comes from the Greek word that means to send. And while a disciple constantly studies, a disciple constantly believes and supports the teachings of the master, an apostle is one who is, in addition, specifically sent out by the master to teach the teachings of his master. And Jesus has called them to witness his ministry and receive his teaching for several years. And then they were to pass along these very same teachings to the people around them, especially to the next generation. So that these teachings of Jesus Christ would go out into all of the world. Now in this way, they would be fishers of men. Just as a fisherman throws a net into the water, so the apostle proclaims the teachings of Christ. And as fish are caught by the net, so the Holy Spirit uses the teachings of Christ to bring people into the church. And it is in this way that these newly called apostles would become fishers of men. Now, what was the heart of the message that Jesus gave to these apostles? The message that the Holy Spirit still uses to draw people into Christ's church? Well, we, we already heard that message. We heard it from John the Baptist in Matthew 3, verses 1 through 2. John, sa- or, yeah, John the Baptist says, In those days... John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. And he said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And in today's gospel, we also hear that message from Jesus. The exact same message from Jesus. And from that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That is that both John and Jesus preach the same message. And the message that both John and Jesus preached is an eternal message. And it is still the same today as it was back then. Now, the phrase, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, has special meaning. And if we were to take open our our original Greek book, we would find that it is almost impossible to bring over into English language what the kingdom is. You see, in the English language, a kingdom is a place. But in Greek, it's not just a place. The word for kingdom in Greek is also an action. That is to say that a king rules or reigns. In the original Greek, a kingdom is the ruling or the reigning activity of the king. So when Jesus and John tell us that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, what they are saying is that the ruling activity of heaven is near. So the one 
who rules in heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is, is the deeds of God. That is God's work performed in and through Christ Jesus. That is God's only son. Now the kingdom of heaven includes the perfect life that Jesus lived in our place. The kingdom of heaven also includes his ministry of preaching and healing. It also includes his passive obedience to the suffering and the death on a cross. It includes the promise of eternal life that comes in his resurrection. It includes his presence with us now in word and in sacrament. It includes his final coming on the last day to raise our bodies and to take us, body and soul, into his eternal presence. The phrase, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, tells us that Jesus is right here, right now, with all of us. Today's gospel tells us the message, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and that is for everyone. The Holy Spirit inspired Matthew to quote the prophet Isaiah, as we read earlier, to tell us that this message is for those dwelling in the region of the shadow of death. And that means that if death affects you, in any way, that this message is for you. And the last time that anyone checked, well, we would find that the death rate in this world is 100%. The truth is, is that nobody is getting out of this thing we call life alive. And that means that this message That this message of the kingdom of heaven is at hand is for me, and it's for you. The fact that this message is for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death also reminds us that this message is for sinners. As the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is... Okay... Yeah, the wages of sin is death. And the fact that all people die, it teaches us that all people are sinners. And we die because we are evil. And our biggest sin is that we don't want God to rule. We are born with such a desire to rule our own kingdom that we don't even want God to give us his free salvation. That would mean that we are part of his kingdom, and we don't want that. We would rather rule ourselves. Sometimes we even deceive ourselves into believing that we are the rightful king. In many cultures, impersonating a king would earn a life sentence or even the death penalty. And the reign of heaven is not like that at all. Instead of punishing us for our sins, 
the ruler of the kingdom of heaven simply says this, repent. Here Jesus tells us to admit the truth of our guilt and then to trust him to deal with the penalty of that guilt. And then, knowing that we cannot by our own reason or strength come to him, he sends the helper, the counselor, the Holy Spirit to work faith in us so that we can repent. His command to repent holds within the promise to deal with the punishment of our sins. He dealt with the punishment of our sins by taking them onto himself, and he carried them to that cross. And at that cross, he endured the punishment of our sin. He who was, knew no sin was made sin for us all. And he suffered, and he died. And there our sins died with him. And in this way, he triumphed over sin, death, and the power of the devil. And he exchanges that unto us. And with that triumph, Jesus, the ruler of the kingdom of heaven, rose from the dead, and he ascended to take his rightful place at the right hand of the Father. Through him, the kingdom of heaven is still at hand. And so the message from God, it says this, the Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the message. This is the message that the Holy Spirit inspired John to proclaim. It is the message that Jesus himself proclaimed. It is the message that Jesus gave to his apostles to proclaim. And it is the message that he has given the church to proclaim. And we proclaim this through the proclamation of the teachings that Jesus gave to the apostles so that every generation hears this message one more time. Yes, I am. I'm going to do it to you. One more time, that message is repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, the kingdom of heaven is at hand when we hear the gospel of salvation. It is at hand in the waters of the holy baptism the Holy Spirit in baptism joins us to Christ by grace through faith. It is at hand when the Holy Spirit's gift of faith in us receives forgiveness, life, and salvation as we consume the true body and the true blood in, with, and under the bread and the wine of the sacrament. That is what I mean when I say this sacrament rescues you from sin, death, and the devil because the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is in these simple elements. The kingdom of God enlightens us with his gifts and enlightens us with and sanctifies and keeps us in the one true faith because the kingdom of God is at hand. Sin no longer condemns us, but God works in us to make us holy in his sight. The kingdom of God is at hand. In the name of Jesus, amen.